Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Thursday Night Podcast. As usual, in the recording booth with me is the one and only Bradley Lister. How are you, my friend? I'm absolutely fantastic. How are you, Ryan? Oh, mate, I'm as good as can be expected. Another Green Bay loss on the record. So, yeah, but we're still smiling, mate. We're still smiling. Um, yeah, another interesting week of NFL action. Some very, very close games in the scoreboard systems that we've seen. Um, yeah, there's no other way to say it. We may as well just dive straight in. Um, a very predictable Thursday night football. Uh, I think one we, we all knew, uh, all the listeners would have predicted it looking at the scoreboard. Uh, Philadelphia moving to 8-0 and um, at, the hands of the te- at the hands of the Texans. A 29-17 victory for the boys. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he returned. He did go to uh, college not far from uh, from where the Houston Texans Stadium actually is. Uh, so it was a return home from him. Um, but I remember watching the coverage and he did say it was a business trip. Um, and as usual, he got the business done. He threw for 243 yards. Uh, from 21 completed passes. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia flying as usual. Yeah, it's, it was expected. I watched the highlights and and when it got into the third quarter, I was like, shit, are they going to do it? And obviously they didn't, but it was it was a lot closer than, than I think a lot of people expected. Um, but, you know, fair, fair play to the Eagles for... For doing what I'm doing, but for for me, I think when you when you look you look at the quarterback like you were saying there covering him, I think Dallas Goddard was amazing. Yeah, hundred hundred receiving yards, just difference maker, and they just it's not just coming from one area though. Like they just they look like a complete team, and I know it's crazy to say it, or you know they've eight and all, but. They do look like a complete football team, and that is dangerous in the NFL. Yeah, they, they seem to have the whole package. Um, the game was closer than you expected. I mean, I, I watched I watched the whole thing, um, and the Eagles the Eagles were fantastic. I mean, no discredit to the Texans, but one player I will shout out for, for the Texans uh, was Damon Pierce. Um, 139 rushing yards. He, he was causing them problems. Um, unfortunately, they just couldn't get it done. They couldn't get the ball over the line. They got it over the line a couple of times. Uh, but then the second half, uh, defence really kicked in for Philadelphia. Um, and that's what really came in. Uh, I mean, Houston actually had more of the ball. They had, they had nearly 32 minutes worth of possession out of the hour. Um, so it, it was it was a lot closer. Um, but then, as I say, with the rushing ball, um, Houston only had 22% third down efficiency. They were getting shut down quite a lot when they were getting there. Um, there was a couple of first, first down misses. But then they were getting good yardage in the second down. But then they just couldn't get it finished in that third down. It, it, it was really killing them. Um, yeah. Um, two interceptions as well from Houston, really, really. As we, as we always say, we always highlight it. it. It hurts teams. And obviously two interceptions, two touchdowns, what, 12 points? They, were 12, they lost by 12. You get the kick on top, there's an extra two. They could have won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Two, it's, two, it's two attacking drives, two touchdown potential scoring drives that they've lost. Um, whether they would have done it or not, we don't know, but the potential of the points is there. It, it's unanswered points. It's points that they've missed out on. Um, yeah, I can't say further than that. Exactly. Uh, I think that's one each. I think we both predicted that one, to be honest, to be totally correct. I don't think anybody yep. in their right mind is going to write the Texans to beat down the, the 7-0 Eagles. No. Uh, moving to the next game, uh, Chargers beating the Falcons. 
And I think that might be, I think that might be one zip to cause Aldinho here. Shirab, Shirab said LA. Uh, yeah, so I went with the Falcons because they had, a, they had a little bit of momentum. Whether the momentum was a little bit, you know, we know what happened against the Panthers. Um, mm. But because we discussed it on the last episode, but that being said, you know the they were confident and they were playing a Chargers team who were very hot and cold. You know, one week they'll turn up and be unbelievable, the next they'll turn up and get dominated. But that being said, the you know the Chargers the Chargers did what they needed to do, and Justin Herbert, man, what a guy! Honestly, he's so he's he's class. He's absolutely quality. Two hundred and forty-five yards. One touchdown, but one interception, Ryan. Yeah, just the one. Um, to be honest, from what I saw from the game, it didn't really look convincing from both sides. I don't think either side played exceptionally well. I'm looking at the rush yards, no more than uh, 47 from Austin Eckler. Um, not a great performance. I mean, even receiving the ball, only Josh Palmer was getting over over the 50-yard range, really. Um, and the Falcons' stats aren't great either. 99 rush yards, and the best receiver got 27. Uh, they were mixed. They were mixing receiving, um, receiving targets up. Um, but yeah, I think it was just, a, just a, just the best team out of a bang average performance, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not really much to say on it. Five penalties allowed by the Chargers, though. Interesting one. Yeah. A lot of penalties given away. A lot of ball given away there. Um, a lot of yardage given up. The um, one of the one of the stats that was quite alarming to me was Mariota, 129 yards. Yeah. Shocking. It, like, absolute. Yeah. that's it's not great. Only only 12 passes out of 23 attempts. They did try to rush yeah. the ball, but, I mean, I mean, combined they had 20, they had 35, 35 rushing attempts. Um, so they tried to rush the ball 35 times compared to Mariota only passing it um, 23 times. So not great, not a great performance really. Um, I don't know whether it was a miscommunication. I don't know what was going on, but yeah, not the best of performances. It really wasn't. Uh, we'll move on. Miami and Chicago. Miami just edged this one. Um, they just edged it. They won thirty-five to thirty-two. Um, and I, I know I didn't really want to predict against you, and I know you predicted the Bears. You, you can't, you can't not predict the Bears if you're a Bears fan. Um, but you, I mean, we were just talking before the podcast, and I think you said it was someone that said it was one of the best performances they've had in in a long, long time. Um, and the the stats look, the stats look great. Justin Fields, 123 yards on the pass, but then also near enough 180 yards on the rush as well. Um, it looked like a fantastic dynamic of of, of offensive players from from Chicago. Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic. It's everything that, like, if you if you have a new NFL or you you know you just you just got into it and you're not you know you don't watch all the games, but you say you're a Miami fan or a Chicago fan, and you look at it and you think, oh, that game was crazy. Like the game was crazy. It was absolutely insane, and it was literally it was literally just right. Who's going to score more? It, that's so. There was no like. It, when you look at it, you think, right, both defenses must have been shite. And it was like, it was just like the <laughs> offense was so good on both sides. Like it was just fantastic and and for me I just for me the difference and this is gonna be no shock to you was Tyreek Hill. There's a the man. No, I didn't the see that man, coming at all. 
in. Is he, is, is he even a good wide receiver? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the, the thing is, you know, he, he got it re- receiving seven times, 143 yards, one touchdown. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just having players like that in your team, it, it does help. But I think shout shout out to... Shout out to Justin Fields. He had an absolutely unbelievable game, as you said. You know, passing and even rushing. Like I don't think I've seen a Bears quarterback rush for a hundred yards, let alone nearly two hundred. Unbelievable. Um, the Bear, the Bears can be proud of that performance and take it into the next one. Absolutely, um, it's not to be laughed about. I mean, we all knew that the Dolphins were going to be strong once. Uh, once Tua came back, and I mean, obviously, yeah. once you've got Tyree Kill in there, and another player I want to shout out who did well in that game was Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, he's a fantastic player. Um, 85 yards for him and a touchdown. But as I said, when Tua comes back, he's going to cause problems. He seems to have it together this year. Uh, 302 yards, three touchdowns, not a single interception. When you're coming up against a quarterback playing that well, I mean, there's no discredit, as you've said to J- Justin Fields. He played. Yeah. A, he played. He also threw three touchdowns, and he only threw for 123 yards, and he got a touchdown himself rushing. So it's not. You can't say, you know, he, he didn't do enough because he did a fantastic job. But I mean, two is just. He just looks at another level this season. It looks, and when he's yeah. got somebody at the other end of the field like like Tyree Kill, you know, it's you know, it's it's just it's just one of them, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, a lot of positives from Chicago, and I really fancy them next week if. Um, Hopefully they've got somebody decent they can pick off, which we'll find out once we preview the uh, preview the games in the second half of the show. Um, Cincinnati and the Panthers. Um, I think you took. Did you take? Did you take? Did I take the Panthers? You took the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, crying out loud! There you go. Twenty-eight points in the second quarter from Cincinnati. Uh, there were thirty-five nil up at halftime. Uh, outstanding Bengals I mean they used Brandon Allen in there he got 22 yards for them um, but yeah I mean only 206 yards for Joe Burrows uh, which is a relatively which is a relatively small yardage for him because he's normally knocking up 350 400 450 yards a game uh, in the past few weeks even when he's lost uh, but Baker Mayfield only 155 yards um, nobody got over 25 yards on the rush uh, only and the only the highest receiving yardage was fifty three, um yeah unfortunately a team that a team that beat Tampa and looked like they were on the up, yeah maybe not, maybe not. Nah the the pff, I didn't get to see the game but like I said predicting Cincinnati to come back with a vengeance and unfortunately it was Carolina who who had them it was it's just it's just crazy things like uh, and I know it's not the end of the world. But a fumble and then two interceptions. When you're playing against Cincinnati, you can't afford to have any of them. You just can't. Yeah. It, you need to be neon perfect in a, in a game to even copy. But to be fair, by half time it was over, so there's no even. Yeah. You know, there's there's no debating. It was almost just like consolation second half for 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 Carolina. But you know, the Bengals did what they needed to do and. And Carolina are just gonna hopefully pick up pick up a win from somewhere, depending on the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think no matter who you are, you're going thirty-five nil down at half time. Uh, yeah, you, the momentum's already taken out of the game. You're going in, going. I don't know if we're gonna turn this back. And then players who are already going at this game, the two and six. You're looking at the record. You think we're two and six. 
we've got to turn this game around. It, yeah, it's not. It wasn't going to be an easy one. The game was was over, uh, which is a shame because I want to see the Panthers do well. Like when you're seeing Jacksonville starting to play better, obviously the Jets are having a fantastic season. Panthers are normally another team put in that bracket. I'd love to see them maybe next season try and kick it up a bit um, and push on into that uh, into that on the rise bracket. Um, unfortunately, once again, I have to get angry and get annoyed. And once again, Green Bay get beat again, fifteen points to nine against um, against Detroit. Uh, only one touchdown uh, wasn't kicked. Aaron Rodgers puts two hundred ninety-one yards on the board, which is great for a quarterback. You know, great performance from Aaron Rodgers. Till you look at the fact that he threw three interceptions. Um. The highest rushing player in the game was Aaron Rodgers, 40 yards. Um, and Alan Lazard was the highest receiver at 87. Um, I, w- I was actually racing on a league game because I play a lot of F1 league race on the side. Um, and I had the game on the PC next to me and you know I nearly crashed looking at the state the scoreline. I was that angry. Uh, I had to just quickly pause the game and turn it off. I was so angry. Once again, because I mean, you know, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but Green Bay coming in have to they have to be beating Detroit. They just have to. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I always sing praise for Jared Goff. But I mean, 137 yards, only 14 passes, he got two touchdowns out of it. Uh and you know, Green Bay's defense is always formidable. It's always a strong defense. I mean, you look at the defensive players you've got in there, you've you know, there's a good set of players in there. Kenny Clark, Quay Walker, Adrian Amos, you know, there's a lot of good players. Jay Alexander. Lots of really strong players in there. And, yeah, shocking. Truly, truly shocking. Yeah. Yeah, it's... You know, there's not a lot else you can say, really. It was yeah. it was just one of them games. There was a few games like this, though, um, on Sunday. It was weird. Um, it was, you know, like you say, there was the touch, the touchdown and just a lot of, a lot of time in the game where it was just... Third down, then you're out, go fourth, punt it back, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was one of them games But when you're playing a team who haven't won in so long, like, it was it was weird though because the Lions, right, they played, was it the week before they played Miami and then got beat because yeah. they got shot in the second half? Yeah. Like, you would have thought that they would have took the game to Green Bay a little bit more. I know Green Bay's defence is solid, but... Yeah, you think if we nearly beat Miami, we can go on and push on after this. So when I was looking at the... Yeah, similar to how Chicago might go about it next next week because they've come in and gone, we've only just narrowly lost. Um, and the Detroit Detroit had a lot of talking points on that Miami game. They had a lot of positives coming out. Um, and yeah, you would have thought a bit of a formidable team. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one, and... It's just it's the same conversation every week, but it's just just one of them where you hope hope Green Bay can get out of the rut they're in. I doubt it. I really, really doubt it. I really do. Um, there's a lot of problems in Green Bay at the moment. Aaron Rodgers with his lack of receivers. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is having a lot of disagreements with Matt Lafleur and the offensive coordinator. I think he wants to go in a different direction. Um, and I think the players are like trying to understand his command, and they're also trying to understand how, um, obviously, head coach and offensive coordinator want him to play. So I think there's a lot yeah. of misdirections, a lot of miscommunication in Green Bay at the minute. Obviously, they are hurting that they don't have, um, they don't have uh, Devante Adams. 
but uh, obviously Randall Cobb's out and Randall Cobb is pretty much the only receiver that, that Rodgers trusts. He asked him to come back to Green Bay and he did. Obviously, he's got that injury, so he's, he's out for a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, Green Bay are back at Lambeau next season and I think the thing that's really hurting them is the other teams around them that they're playing at the moment. They've all had their bye weeks. A lot of them have had a rest. Green Bay played nine on the belt and they're going to play fourteen on the 13 on the belt. Their bye week's up to week 14. It's a really, really late bye week for Green Bay, which I think as the season goes on, if they don't fix it, you know they're going to, they're going to be in a lot of pain. Um, yeah, they need to try and get some side. Um, next week we've got we've got the Cowboys. <laughs> Brilliant. It's at it's at Lambeau, but I don't really think that's going to make any hell of a difference. I really don't. I think that's going to be a painful, painful game. Um, but yeah, we'll move on. The, the only thing that makes me feel sick is saying that Green Bay are three and six. Green Bay haven't been three and six for a very long time. The last three seasons they've been thirteen and three. Um, yeah. Going into this season, Matt Lafleur had like a, I think it was a forty-four and six record in in both preseason and uh, playoffs and regular season. Um, yeah. And he's he's took that many losses in this season. Uh, no, sorry, thirty uh, forty-four and twelve. He took half of those losses already in the season, and a lot of problems in Green Bay. Um, yeah. Positive note though I know Brad's going to have a smile on his face uh, And I've got a smile on my face Because Devante Adams got beat again Jacksonville 27-20 win Over the Raiders Brilliant performance Get up there That's what I'm saying Absolutely. Finally Finally they just These performances have been coming But they've just been on the wrong end of Of, this, of narrow score lines and, and it was good that they could You know Finally T. Lawrence is getting the job done. About time, about time, son. Like, only the just, one touchdown from him, though. Yeah, only one touchdown. 403 yards total. 235 passing. 168 rushing. Um, it was it was a good game. In Jacksonville, it it was like the Jacksonville of old. You know, like three four years ago when they were known as Saxonville, yeah. and the defense was just solid. Like. The, there was a there was quite a few times on third down where they were just stop stopping the Raiders and the Raiders were getting increasingly frustrated and it was just it it, it was nice to see it they both the both fumbled the ball once and lost possession of the ball so it was it evened it sell out but it was it was good to be fair I think if I was um, Derek Carr though I'd, I'd feel a little bit hard done by because he got nearly two hundred and sixty yards for two touchdowns and. And yeah, it's, I suppose that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to say it, but obviously the key player for Las Vegas Raiders, Devante Adams, finally, um, you know, he, he was targeted. Tw- he was targeted ten times. He got ten receptions, one hundred and forty-six yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, um, him and Derek Carr linking up really well. Devante Adams of old putting on the hundred and fifty-yard performance near enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would feel hard done by. Uh, they put more pass yards on the board. Um, not so many on the rush yards, but I think a key player for Jacksonville in that game, Travis Etienne, fantastic. He, I mean, a lot of his carries, only, only averaging four yards a carry. So I, there's, there's a lot of his drives in the highlights you see. He's making maybe a one-yard gain. He's getting pushed back. He's, you know, uh, I think they lost yardage a couple of times, so his yardage will be coming down from 109, which should be a little bit higher. Uh, but he, got, he, he kept going and he, put, he got two touchdowns on the board as well as Trevor Lawrence getting a passing touchdown. Uh, which you got to Christian Kirk. Um, yeah, it just just one of them. It's just two teams who played well. 
It was 20-10 at half-time to the Raiders. Wow. <laughs> I've just seen that as I've looked up. 20-10 <laughs> half-time. Yeah. I think I, I think I took the Raiders on this one, though, didn't I? Like a stupid yeah. goose. Like a stupid goose. I mean, at least on the plus side, though, they're 2-6 and six and Green Bay 3-6. and six, We've got more, well, one more win. Ha! Um, but yeah, <laughs> they've had a bye week and we uh, and we haven't. They might get. They might win their their game in hand really. Um, I think we both predicted this one. Uh, the Patriots beating Indianapolis. Or did you did you take did you take the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. the Colts are dreadful, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're a shocking team at the moment. Like, I mean, their record is effectively the same as Green Bay's. But only only three points coming in the third quarter. Nearly a complete shutout from the Patriots. Um. Mac Jones back in only 147 yards, um, you know, um, and I, it's just it's just a weird one to look at. Like you you look at it, obviously one passing touchdown, nothing on the rush. Obviously, just that was it. it just yeah, a, a lot of kicking from them, a lot of kicking. Um, four field goals from them, which is interesting. Um, a 49 a 49 yard field goal for, uh, field goal from Nick Fork, which is brilliant. Uh, I always like saying, I always like, I always like seeing the fifty yard the fifty yard plus field goals because it's just the intensity it just makes it so much so much fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so, some 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 interesting stats on that game. Obviously, I think the Patriots just came out. Uh, obviously, uh, Matt Ryan not playing. Uh, Sam Ellinger coming in. Uh, no touchdowns, fifteen passes, hundred and three yards. Not fantastic. He rushed for thirty nine. Highest rushing player of the game. Highest receiving yardage was 23 yards from Alec Pierce. Yeah. Just just a, just a poor show of Indianapolis and uh, and the Patriots taking advantage of it, really. Yeah, there's not a lot else I can say. To be fair, you've, you've covered that well. Patriots winning a game comfortably that they should be winning and they move on and they've now got a positive record. Yeah, it sounds like the review I should have been giving Green Bay this week. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> However, though, I will take credit on this one. New York Jets, baby. Ryan Cars, I predicted it. They beat Buffalo. Buffalo are human. 2017 over Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen, not the Josh Allen we know. Only 200 yards. No touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, Sauce had a fantastic game again. Sauce Gardner, absolutely unbelievable. He got a touch. He got an interception. Sorry, not a touch. He got an interception. Um, yeah, Sauce Gardner, absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. CJ Mosley came and he actually he got one of the sacks on uh, on um, Josh Allen. But yeah, I mean, even even Devin Singletree only got twenty four yards. Stefan Diggs didn't even get a hundred. Um, it seems to me like as the se- as the season goes on, we've said we've said it before, um, but yeah, it looks like the Jets' key thing to winning games is a bit like when you compare any football fans out here, Leicester, to when they won the league. They didn't really win it by being an offensively strong team or an attacking team, but the the Jets' defense at the minute is absolutely outstanding. There's, there's there was nothing that there was no answer that Buffalo had, and they they normally have an answer for every kind of coverage, man mark, zonal blitz play. They had nothing. They had nothing against the Jets. The Jets fully deserved that. Um, five sacks allowed by Buffalo. It, just, just poor. The, the, you know, really, really poor from Buffalo, which, which is a surprise because I don't really like saying it because I do like Buffalo. 
Um, but yeah, Jets fantastic six and three record. Yeah, the Jets. We we highlighted them last week, didn't we? After after the the Tucker defeat in the last week, yeah. um, and we were like, they'll bounce back, um, but they just need to keep doing what they're doing. And they have, and, and I didn't expect it. I thought, you know, the Bills would do what the Bills do, and and that wasn't the case. And, and I'm glad I was proved wrong because it's really nice. In The nice thing about the NFL is year on year, different teams get into the playoffs. It's not just, yeah. say, like with English football, it's the top six and the same teams getting to Europe, blah, blah, blah. It's literally, it's different every year, and that's the best part about it. Like the Jets, like I'd root for the Jets this year to get into the playoffs because it'd, it'd be fantastic to see after so many years of them being a joke. Really, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, normally you get like you, you get like the same four or five teams that hit the playoffs. It's normally Kansas, um, Green Bay. You normally get Pittsburgh in there. Uh, you get those, and the Rams, the Forty Nineers. You normally get those four or five teams that circulate the playoffs every time. Purely because of how strong they are, um, not yeah. not print. I mean, Green Bay, yeah, they're an exception because of how strong they've been the past few years. But some of the other teams that have made it and they made it regularly, like the Forty Niners and the Rams and stuff, they haven't had strong overall records. But because they've topped their division, that's what's made them strong. Yeah. Because the other teams in their division aren't strong teams. Like, I mean, you look at Green Bay for example. Like the Vikings, not great. Uh, the Saints used to push them a bit, but now the last couple of seasons they've lost Drew Brees. They've dropped off. Um, not no credit to Alvin Kamara or anyone like that. I mean, they've still got great offensive weapons in their arsenal. Um, and Chicago, obviously, a great team, fantastic, one of the oldest teams in in the NFL. They've had a really tough time trying to sort quarterback issues and a bit of peace out. But yeah. it's, it's, it's teams like that allow them. But the other divisions, like especially in the AFC, it's really wide open, and you know it, it's great to see. And obviously, I'm 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 going to go out there and say I think the I think the Jets will make the playoffs. I really do. I think once you go on and you go right, Buffalo favourite win the Super Bowl, Josh Allen's favourite win MVP. You know these are the team that that everyone's already wrote off the Super Bowl. They already said it's Buffalo's to win. The Jets have just come in and said, you know what, we're just going to beat you. How about that? They're only the only their second defeat this season. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Jets to go. I think they'll go as far as maybe maybe conference championship. I think they could go that far. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Um, Minnesota, I think we both predicted this one. Uh, Minnesota beating Washington. Finally, a team in, in Green Bay's division that knows how to beat Washington. After Chicago, yeah. Green Bay didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It was a, it was a, it was a close game. Um, and no, you are, you are incorrect, Ryan. I went out on a limb, didn't I? Oh, did you take Washington? Um, oh, no. And said... Taylor Heineke masterclass, baby. Oh no! It wasn't. But it was close. Like it, it was, it was really close. It but was, I mean, you know, Washington actually led the game ten seven going into the last quarter. Um, but I mean, Minnesota was shot up in the second and third quarters by by Washington. But yeah, I mean, if if you want to go away and you look at the stats as we go through the play, uh, play uh, as we go through the podcast, so you can keep up with what we're talking about. I mean, you you look at it. The possession. I mean, there's literally there's literally a minute and a half in possession difference. Um, Sacks is pretty much the same. Um, Minnesota allowing a couple of extra penalties in there, but yeah, it it really was. It really was a close game. 
Um, passing, passing yardage for Minnesota considerably higher, 119 higher. Um, but then you know Washington nearly had 100 yards more on the rush. So it's, it's a game that was very balanced in opposite aspects of the game. Um, yeah. But yeah, Minnesota, 7-1. and one. Wow. Really, wow. They've got, Fantastic, and see, see where they can go. Yeah, better record better record than Buffalo at the minute. Just saying. Crazy. My back-to-back predictions for Corsa. My beautiful Seattle Seahawks. Get in there. See you later. See you later, Cardinals. See you later, boys. Seahawks six and three. Yeah. Gino's yeah, we Gino's we called it, didn't we? Like they can't. They they just they're not a great side, are they? They just you know. It's very one-dimensional football. Arizona play. They played the same. The thing is, is they played the same kind of football. Now it's probably about the third season in a row they're playing this kind of football. They're very easy to receive uh, to read. Um, they're very predictable on how they're going to play. Um, I mean, you look at like who gets targeted. There's normally maybe only the f- only four. They don't normally normally obviously in every game. There's normally four receivers that normally get targeted every time. But then you'll see backup backup targets where they get two or three each. Uh, and really, there's only there's only two other receivers. But like the rest are all four or five each. Um, yeah, I, I think after the season, really, I think after the season. Arizona will be looking at getting rid of Kyler Murray. I really think he, he could be out the door. Just not enough. Yeah, I do as well. Enough as a quarterback for me. For me. Um, I I saw highlights of this game, Ryan, um, and I think I've I've watched the Cardinals continuously over the season because I mean I just I just to see if they play a different way, and obviously they don't. And do you know what's killing them at the minute more than anything? Go on. The pel- the penalties. The, the the have so many penalties per game. 12, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just Double it's and it's and it's for fighting stuff. Yeah. But they're the thing. They're the things that cost you games. And Massive. at the end of the day, you know, if you make if you got 12, 12 penalties, you you're gonna make it really tough for yourself to win, especially against the informed Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it's it's really hurt them. I mean. I really like watching Seattle win. Um, and to be fair, Arizona, they're not the worst team. That's the thing they get. That they just need to try and develop a different, you know, a different way of going about games. Um, I think if they can bring in a second dimension to their type of play, they could be very dangerous. Um, but yes, yeah, Seahawks flying, uh, carrying on winning. Basically, there's, there's not really much to to add on to it. Really, just just a fantastic performance. Um. Now I did I did go against the cloth and I did predict Tampa. Um I, I did I did go Tom Brady. Um and there were very I think, No, I don't think you did. Because you made a comment. You made a comment saying you are never predicting Tom Brady again. That was the week before you went to Yeah, I thought I would have slipped that one past you there. <laughs> I tried it. I tried I try I tried it, audience. I did I did try it. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, everyone who's an English English fan who's seen the probably seen it on TikTok that clip of that that bald Arsenal fan who kicks off at Harry Kane, so he's bloody done it again. Um, yeah, Tom Brady did it again. Very, very lucky. I watched this game. Um, my my Sky up wasn't working. I finally got it working. I got to see the fourth quarter. Um, the Rams, I mean, offensively they were shocking. 
Um, they really were. Um, I mean, very, again, very one-dimensional. They didn't really rush the ball. Um, Cooper Cup got 130 yards near enough for a touch, and they got a touchdown out of it. But again, after that, it's Alan Robinson for 24 yards. Very easy to shut down yeah. when you're throwing to the same receiver. You know, as I say, only, yeah. only four players got receptions. Brandon Powell, Malcolm Brown got one reception each. Alan Robinson got three. Cooper Cup was targeted nine times and received eight. As soon as you see him running, you know where you know where he's going. You know where he's going. You put the pressure on it. He, he limit his yardage. I think early on in the game, he's banked most of those yards. Um, Daryl Henderson got 56 yards on the rush. Yeah, not bad. Matthew Stafford only threw it 13 times. Eight times that ball landed up in Cooper Cup's hands. As soon as you see a passing player, you're going to look at it going, he's not throw, they haven't thrown the ball much, we know where he's going. Uh, but defensively, they were very strong. 36 passes by Tom Brady, 280 yards, and only got one touchdown. And it was the touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, very, wow. very lucky. Very, very lucky. Especially when they conceded seven penalties. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But four sacks are um, quite LA. Yeah, it's not great, not great is it? No. If, would, would it be harsh, Ryan, to compare... Oh, this is going to be bad. Is it is it harsh to compare the Rams of this season to ca- the Cardinals, from what we've been saying? One-dimensional, same sort of play style. Normally, normally you see teams... I mean, Tampa Bay, with, with the exception last year, after they won the Super Bowl, they came out playing the same football. But they were a lot stronger than the team that the Rams took to the Super Bowl and won with. They were a very strong team. They, yeah. could, they could afford to do it because they could use the same gameplay, but they could use many different players. With Tom Brady, with Tom Brady as field general, you're not going to... He's always going to have an answer, but he could play the same style of football. You know he's always going to pass that ball. But they've got, they had a lot of receptive arsenal in there. Um, but yeah, the Rams, normally when you see a team win the Super Bowl, they try a different dimension. They try and do something different. Um, I mean, a key one was uh, was Patrick Mahomes adapted to rushing the ball quite a lot after they beat the 49ers in Super Bowl 54. Uh, yeah. the, the Rams have come out doing exactly what they did last year. Very easy to read. Uh, again, defensively strong, which is fine. That's a great aspect to keep. They've kept that, that arsenal. I mean, a couple of their players retired. But when you've got guys like Aaron Donald and stuff like that, it's very, very easy to keep a defensive momentum going. But yeah, yeah, offensively very one-dimensional. I completely agree on that. There's there's no there's no development from last year going right. This is what we won the Super Bowl with this year. This is what we're going to try and win it with this year. Try and adapt that play. Still incorporate what you've won it with, but just try and bring us something else that we can see. Um, yeah, and exactly. just just not showing it. And yeah, three and five, and it's it's a deserved three and five for me. I don't think there's been any game. I mean, yeah, this game could have quite easily been won by the Rams. Um. But it's sometimes Tom Brady just does what Tom Brady does, unfortunately, and he gets them on a win, propels them back towards a level record at four and five. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with your point, Brad. I completely do. Yeah, and just quickly before we move on, yeah, yeah. Can I can I um can I mention what the worst division what the worst division is in the whole of the NFL? Go on. The NFC South, where the Buccaneers are top of a four and five record. Yeah, it's a shocker, isn't it? Me. It's a shocker. Four and five. I can't which I can't which division. It's one of the AFC ones. They've got six, six. Uh, they've got three six-game winning teams in there. 
I think it might be the so Seahawks. I think it might AFC. be the Seahawks. Is, isn't it? I'm sure it's where the Seahawks are. So it's the AFC East, which is the Bills, Jets, Dolphins, and then the Patriots are on five. Wow. And four. Wow. I knew there was one of them. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. What a division, by the way. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. We'll move on to the next one. Really poor. Uh, this is a game I watched. I was so angry from Green Bay. It took me a long time to calm down. I basically binned off on Sky. I said, well, wait, right, forget it. I got it working. I was like, right, fine. I watched the end of the Tampa game. Um, I, I knew I said I'd cover the rounds, but I was that bloody angry. It just, my, my, my head literally rolled down the stairs. I was that angry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I took the Titans. You took the Chiefs. Uh, and it went to overtime. Um, yep. I'm not, not going to lie, in the first half, I said it would happen. I, I did call a Derrick Henry masterclass, and in the first half, it was. Yeah. You know, Titans had the defence pretty much nailed. They had it sorted out. You know, um, Again, in the whole game, Malik Willis only threw five to, uh, He threw 16 times and only completed five. Which, yeah, you're saying that that's fine because they must have a different aspect. Yeah, Derrick Henry put nearly 120 yards on average and seven yards a drive. Two, two, two rushing touchdowns for ta- for Tennessee. Uh, both in the second quarter. At the second quarter, it looked like, you know, if Kansas didn't find, um, if they didn't find an answer in the second half, they were going to get punished and they were going to get punished badly. The, you know, there was a lot of defensive shake in the heads. They didn't really know how to do it. Um, it was, it was there was a one play, he just ran and he just smashed straight through them. He just, he's an absolute animal. Um, and to be fair, they sorted, started sorting it out, but Tennessee's defense was still really strong in that third quarter, um, and they shut them out. They didn't get a point. I think Tennessee got the Tennessee got the final points uh, with a field goal. But then you know Patrick Mahomes came in. He was doing a lot, uh, a lot of different adaptable kind of play. Um, as I say, four hundred forty-six yards, forty-three passing um, completions for Patrick Mahomes. 63 yards on the rush and quite a bit of it I think came in that fourth quarter um, where they got where they where they managed to get the eight points on the board which took them to overtime because at the end of the third there was 17-9 down um, and alarm bells were ringing it, it looked it looked like it was going to be a Tennessee win it really did uh, but it went to overtime um, and it ended up by it ended up by a field goal in favour of Kansas but yeah yeah Fan, it was a fantastic performance. It was a fantastic game to watch. One of those low-scoring, relatively low-scoring games. Uh, but it was so entertaining because both sides were really strong. Um, yeah, really, really strong game. I enjoyed I One of the few games I've enjoyed watching this season. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a. It was a. It was a quality game, and and it was really close. And honestly, man, like every every week I watch, say every week. Where we get the opportunity to watch the Chiefs, man, like Juju Smith Schuster, I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, every week, every week. I think the I think the, other name, I think the other name you like is Edward Hilaire. You, I think you were about getting him on the back of a jersey, Clyde Edward Hilaire. You were talking about in oh, London, right. yeah, we went. You were about getting him on the back of a jersey too. Yeah, so there was so so there's them too, and I think they're they're sort of un, unsung heroes to people who aren't sort of like hardcore. NFL fans like we are, like you know, the look at Kelsey and Mahomes, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes, right?" Single-handedly took that team on his back in the fourth quarter, yeah, 
and got and got the job to where it needed to be to go obviously overtime. Yep. And it was like you said about the rushing. It was mainly in the fourth quarter. There was a there were third down, weren't there? And they needed, I think, 12 yards. And he slipped, he, he sort of he tried to... Yeah, slip out of the pocket. Tried to find a pass, couldn't find one. Saw there was an opening and just darted through and went out of bounds as well. Um, and it was, that was the beginning of, yeah, touchdown, let's go. And it was, it, I feel really sorry for Tennessee because I feel against any other team in the NFL, barring the Eagles, they would have won. I tell you what, I tell you what really, like, what really did hurt Tennessee though is um, third, third down, third down efficiency, nine yeah. percent, nine. Ah, uh, well, that's you know if you put in nine percent third down efficiency, you're going to be looking at you know that that any other team. Yeah, I mean if Green Bay put nine percent third down efficiency in the way they're playing now, they'd have been demolished by Kansas, and pretty much any other yeah. team in the division. Once you've got strong players in your offense, I mean, third down efficiency bad, but I mean the first two downs and even in the fourth, if you want to play it, you've got Derek Henry there. You've got a kind of backup that you can guarantee a good chunk of yardage nine times out of ten. You really can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really felt sorry for Tennessee. Being taught as a Green Bay fan, my second team is Tennessee. I just love Derek Henry. I just love watching him play football, and there was no better yeah, opportunity. Man to watch him play football at the same time that you got to watch Patrick Mahomes do what he does best. It, it really was a fantastic game to watch. If you can go back and watch the highlights, that's one of the ones I recommend. If you want to learn, if you want to know and you want to learn more on Russian play, watch Tennessee. And if you want to learn how to pass masterclass, watch that game because it had both. Derek Henry running the ball fantastically. Uh, Patrick Mahomes smashing 450 yards on the ball. It's exactly that's exactly the type of game you want to watch if you want to learn, you know how players work. That's a fantastic game to pick up on. It really is. Yeah. Uh, moving into Monday night football, I I tuned in a bit. Uh, I'll be honest, I did fall asleep. Um, Baltimore beating the Saints. Um, I believe I can't remember what I predicted on this one. To be honest, I really can't. You went Baltimore. I went New Orleans. I think. I think. I think. I might have just edged you on the predictions this week. I can't quite. Yeah, remember. I had a feeling. I had a feeling that you did. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Getting the Jets is a lucky one. That's a blinding prediction. That's that's a fluky one. Um, I think that's just. Well, it looks one and one now. It's one one over the season. We should have started this at the start, but we'll carry it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, 133 pass yards, 82 on the rush. Um, Saints defensively poor. Uh, 210 yards from Andy Dalton. Um, yeah, not much for him. And then obviously I said no credit, well, no discredit to Alvin Kamara. Out of nine attempts, he only got 30 yards. Um, just seemed like Baltimore were just too strong for the Saints this 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 time round. Yeah, what do you expect, though, Ryan? You had 15 <laughs> minutes more for them. Yeah, like that's shocking. That's absolutely shocking. And. I know sometimes you think about it, you're like, okay, not ideal. But even then, when we were talking about Tennessee, third down efficient, third down efficiency, shocking again. Yeah. Not too too similar to Tennessee, and it's like, it so you've got you know, fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you've had so you've had fifteen minutes less of the ball, then you've then your third down efficiency is shocking, and it's just, I don't know. I just think the Saints. Uh, 
Oh, they're in a rut, aren't they? The, you know, they the do all right some weeks against teams who years gone by they would have absolutely annihilated where they're just scraping them now. And I don't know, it, it's 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 a weird time because I, I personally don't think that the Ravens are the best Baltimore Ravens we've ever seen. The record's good, don't get me wrong. Six and three, but I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me on that one yeah, with the Baltimore. Team, I think they played some poor teams, which which makes their record look a bit more appealing than the performance show. Because a couple of the games we've covered on, they've won. Again, a couple of marginal wins. Um, and yeah. a couple were down to poor performances. I think one game was, was a heavy penalty. Uh, a heavy heavy penalty allowed for, for the losing side. Uh, and then again, like we've covered interceptions, third down efficiency. Yeah, Baltimore just being the lucky side to be the team playing them that week. Um, yeah, I definitely think from when Lamar Jackson came in, they looked a lot stronger than they do now. Um, and I think part of that's down to, yeah, Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. Yes, he rushes a lot, but his passing play is not that great. And it really isn't. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, it's something they need to work on. Cause he's definitely the quarterback for them because he brings a rushing aspect. Any quarterback that can rush the ball is a quarterback you need to have. But he needs to up that passing play. He really does. Um, but yeah, with nothing else to go on, we'll, we'll move in. We'll move into. Uh, we'll move into next week. Um, Thursday night football. I think this week's not going to be relatively great. But we'll start our predictions. I'll start typing them up as we go. Um, yep. I'm sure Brad will do exactly the same because it's going to be another heated week. This is where where he's going to try and get some redemption this week. <laughs> so we start quarter past one. Third, uh, into the Friday morning for Thursday Night Football, we've got the Atlanta Falcons take on Carolina. Both teams featuring negative records. Panthers 2-7, and seven, Falcons 4-5. and five. I'm going back-to-back Panthers weeks. I think this is the one time. Panthers at home, I think this could be a chance. They have a chance of pouncing back against Atlanta. Yeah, I just can't see the Falcons winning. Like looking at looking at the last few performances, they just don't look great, do they? They really don't. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Panthers. I'm gonna go Panthers. Panthers, I think. Think just. Edgy. I don't think it's really relatively high scoring because I don't think the Falcons have got it in them, um, and the Panthers don't either. I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be down to kicking. I think it's gonna be down to a lot of field goal, maybe uh, field goal attempts, maybe three or four field goal attempts may end up coming that way. Um, we've got another international series game. So if you're about uh, if you're about on your Sunday afternoon, um, to anyone who listens um, onto my Formula One podcast, anyone the Formula One listeners from the league racing, no F1 this week. So there's no better thing to do on your Sunday afternoon than at half past two. Watch the Seattle Seahawks beat Tampa Bay in Germany in their first international game in Germany. Um, if we've got any German listeners coming in, congratulations on getting an NFL game over there. We know that the uh, the German market over there is huge. We had a lot of German fans with us in London. Um, yeah, a lot of fantastic fans over there, and you've got a fantastic game to watch as well. Uh, but I'm taking I'm taking my Seattle three weeks on the belt. Go on, Seattle. So some of the some of the games just just hand themselves to you, don't they? Yeah. For people who who's gonna who's gonna get the job done, but. Yeah, for me, yeah, we both we both agreed we'd never pick the books, so I can't pick the books. Yeah, Seahawks win. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Geno Smith. One of the first big games we're going to cover this week. 
two teams right at the forefront of their divisions, right at the forefront of the playoff picture. Minnesota at 7-1. and one. They've got to travel to Buffalo. That's a really big game for both sides. Really big game. For me, I'm taking Buffalo. I know the Buffalo Bills are at home. I think that, you know, they're going to bounce back. They're going to really want to show that, you know, losing to uh, losing to um, to the Jets is a one-off performance. It's one-off flip in the season. I think they're going to come out, and I think they're going to come out very, very strong against Minnesota. It's a tough one, man. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a close game, and ah. <laughs> I love it when he thinks. <laughs> I'm gonna go Minnesota, baby. Let's go. Goes Minnesota, lovely jubbly, interesting one. That that could be that could be a decider throughout the uh, throughout this game week on the prediction side of scores. Definitely. Um, Moving in, Brad, how are your Chicago Bears going to do this week? You've got Detroit. Ah, it's got to be a win, man. It's got to be. I said that last week. I said that last week. It's funny, isn't it? I know. Funny, isn't it? I I just... I'm taking the Bears. I think the Bears will do it. I think they've got got too much on their shoulders now. They had a fantastic performance against the the Dolphins. They're now at home. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they were at home last week as well. I think home advantage is going to pay off for them. Detroit... Detroit were at home last week. They beat Green Bay. I think on the road they, they get a bit shaky. I think they're relying a lot of momentum from the crowd. Um, yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bears. I don't want to like. But I have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we bounce. We look at a positive for Chicago, and then it bounces back to a negative. Yeah, I think Kansas City are going to demolish Jacksonville. Jacksonville traveling to Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Not got a chance over there. They haven't. They really don't. They really, really don't. I think it'll be Chiefs seven and two after this week. Really yeah, is. I'm gonna have to go for uh, go for Edwards, Hilaire, and the boys. I'm not gonna lie. Out of the first five games, we've only predicted one differently. This is the <laughs> out of the first five games, only one decisive uh, decisive adjustment. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, Kansas just too much for Jacksonville. Jacksonville on the road as well. Uh, going to the Arrowhead is like going to Lambeau. It's it's scary. It's formidable. You, you know, the nerves kick in when you're playing it at the Arrowhead. It's such a dominant stadium. Um, something that the boys have done really well over there. Um, we move on. Dolphins have got the Browns this week. There's a lot more games this week. Uh, yeah. Dolphins... Dolphins are at the Hard Rock Stadium as well. I think the Dolphins will beat the Browns quite comfortably. I'm predicting probably maybe 28-13, something in that, that region, I think maybe 30-point border. Take the Miami. Yeah, I can't I can't see the Browns doing anything. They, they just don't look great this season, do they? They, don't, they, don't, they haven't started. They've got glimmers of hope. They've got glimmers of good performances. Um, obviously, when they beat the Bengals and stuff like that, they looked really good. But it's, it's very inconsistent. One week they look good, one week they are they're an okay week, and then some weeks they're just dreadful. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go to Miami. <laughs> I wish you'd stop trying to be me. Jeez, just because <laughs> I've won a game week, will you relax? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, here we go again. Here becomes another giant prediction. Texans are coming. Texans are on the road this week, and they're coming up against the New York Giants after a bye week. I wonder who we're going to predict here. 
New York. It's got to be the Giants, hasn't it? It's got to be the Giants. Yeah, the Texans. Dreadful. Yeah. Um, after that, another team coming back from a bye week is Pittsburgh. Um, and they've got... Uh, they've got the... Dem- uh, no, they've got the Saints. And it's at Pittsburgh. Now, they're coming back off a fresh week. It's an interesting I'm going to Steve. Steelers, man. Let's go. Yeah. Saints are dreadful at the minute. I'm going Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't really think... I don't really think they will. However, there's another key spanner that comes in the work, and I've been waiting to announce it because they're on the bye week. It looks very, very likely that TJ Watt's going to be activated to come back. Oh, 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 now, if he does come back, uh, if, he, if he doesn't play, I think the Saints might win. But on the base, yeah. he does. I'm not going to be look, looking stupid. I'm going Steelers. Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to do it, especially if especially if TJ Watt's back. Especially if he's back. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that could really reinvigorate their season. Two and six, it could be really bad. There could be one and seven. Two and six, you you've got an extra win there. You can come back three and six, four and six, five and six. It's quite easy to reel the games off once you've got a guy like TJ Watt in there. Yeah. Because he shuts down quarterbacks so quickly and so effectively. He's so good at breaking down a pocket. He might look shaky this week and maybe next week, but once he gets rhythm late on in the season, they've had the bye week now, they push to the end of the season. You know, another seven games to go. They can re- I think they can still they can still maybe edge a wild card player if he comes back. Yeah, completely agree. Um so yeah. Um, oh, for God's sake. It's just, I think this is just joint prediction week. We've got Denver. Uh, they've got Tennessee. Um, yeah. Well, you know what I'm predicting because I like Tennessee. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't, <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to take Russell Wilson's Broncos, even if he's not playing. I don't think we're ever going to take the Broncos, are we? Nah. They're, they're going to get demolished, in my opinion. Derek Henry, baby! Yeah, masterclass incoming. My running back. Yes, brother. Come on. Yeah. Unbelievable. Here comes the crappy performance of the week. Let's try and predict the winner of this one. Indianapolis at the Raiders. <laughs> oh, God. Whew. Who do you really want to take here? I think Mr. Adams is going to get a W for his team. Do you know what? I'm going to be controversial. No. Colts to upset the Raiders no. at home. Oh. Colts to upset the Raiders at home. The... Imagine. <laughs> Imagine the scenes. It would make me so much happy considering now we've got to predict the Dallas Cowboys at the Packers. Yeah, I'm on, sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Dallas. 15 to 10 to 5, and the ball is caught in the end zone. It's Al Nazar for a Packers touchdown. I'll take Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay. I think this, this this could be one. It could be, as we said, this is a real this is a real challenge. We, we looked at Dallas when we started in week five. We looked and we said they've got a really strong lot of games coming up, but one of their main challenges this season is going to yeah. be Green Bay. It's at Lambeau. Um, it's, make, it's make or break. I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. Nine twenty-five as well. Nine twenty-five UK that, time. That's probably going to be Sky. Yes. It's got to be Sky. 
The only other one is Rams Cardinals. Yeah, that's, that's the, the over nine twenty five. Yeah, I don't think that's it. TV. They're both running negative records. Cowboys pushing for playoffs, are they? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cow uh, Rams Cardinals. I'm taking the one and the only LA Rams. Taking the Rams. Cooper Cup is going to cause all sorts of problems. Two very one dimensional. Yeah. It's going to be a battle of who's less predictable. So it's really 50 50. I, I was edging towards the Cardinals, but I just can't. I just don't like their quarterback. I, I just don't rate him. I don't think he's very good. Um, I think he's the reason the one dimensional. Say again. It's not about if you like him or not, though. Do you think you'll get the job done? It's against Matt no. Stafford, don't forget. Nah, Rams win. So there's, there's pretty much three three interesting games we've got prediction-wise. Sunday night football. The 49ers come back from their bye week and they're at home to the Chargers. Uh, it's going to be a McCaffrey uh, masterclass again. He's coming back. He's looking strong since he's moved over from them from the Panthers. I'm taking the Niners. Yeah, I can't. Just, there's too many games. He's got no bottle on it. He's got nothing. There's, there's too, there's too many games, man. Too many games that are. Uh, taking the Colts you know. and the Raiders and your bloody flapping out and won't take anyone. Boring. <laughs> You're so boring, Brad. Yeah, and the, and the last game again. We both know we're going to Washington on Monday Night Football. Yeah, they've been playing okay. Yeah, enjoy playing Philadelphia at Philadelphia. All the best. Eagles 9 and all. Thank you very much. Or will there be? I think there will be. Do you think there will be? Will it? Will it? Are you taking Washington leg? Are you taking Washington? That's 15 at 10 of 5 and it's caught in the end zone for a touchdown. <laughs> Washington. He's going Washington. Yeah. These, 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 these balls are going for it, bro. Washington oh. win. Eagles lose. I'm not gonna lie, there is four, the or there is four decisive games we've basically predicted here. So basically, if you lose one of them, you've lost prediction week. <laughs> as long as the other person yeah. wins the others. Um. So yeah, it's a it's very really key prediction week between myself and Brad this week. Um. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting game week. A lot of good teams on on show. Um, who are your three picks this week, Brad? I'm actually going to watch them this week. I'm not going to lose my head at Green Bay because they're on a bit later. I'll actually get a six o'clock game in. So, let me quickly look at the times just because it makes sense doing one uh, six and then... Six o'clock, I'm going to take... I'm going to watch Buffalo at the Vikings. Yep. At nine o'clock, I'm going to watch Green Bay. And then I'm going to focus on how good the 49ers are coming back from bye week. I'll watch Monday Night Football. Yep, sounds good to me. I'm going to go for the Chiefs absolutely destroying the Jags at 6 o'clock. Yeah. But I'm also obviously going to keep my eye on the Bears and the Lions. Yeah. That's going to be massive. Um, and then I'm going to... I'm going to watch the uh, the game that favours us in the UK time-wise, half past two, yeah, Bucks I, and Seahawks. I'll, yeah, I'll probably chip in on that one. I think I'll be watching that. I'll be about. Just, 
Just just so the Seahawks can destroy Tom Brady. I hope so, because I really like the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, I think they might be the next jersey I go and acquire. Yeah, see, see, they're always nice, aren't they? I really, I really, I really, see, me, me and Brad like to order our footy tops and we like to get NFL jerseys and stuff. He's got a Trevor Lawrence one. Um, and I've got Derek Henry, but I think my next choice is going to be uh, Jano Smith for Seahawks, or I'm going TJ Watt from the Steelers. That black Steelers jersey is so slick; it looks so nice. The font of the numbers, everything looks brilliant. Uh, so I think I'll take one of those two. I am looking at getting a retro jersey from Green Bay, the, the green and yellow, the green and gold banded one. Uh, but I'm not too sure. We'll see. Um. I've got an idea yeah, for you before we wrap this up. Yeah, go on. So we're in the we're in the week this is gonna be week ten when we cover into next week. Yeah. I think next week we should maybe do a little 15, 20 minute segment on trying to paint our early on prediction for the playoffs. It's coming up to it. Yeah. If you wanna have a look, we'll have a little think, we'll have a little write down, we'll maybe uh, we'll try and drop a little table, get a little template going and put some logos and stuff in it and uh We'll talk through it as we go. Um, I think that might be a good one to look at. Obviously, to you guys, obviously it'll be a, bring another dimension as as opposed to going through the week's results and predicting who we want to want to see win in the in the next week. We'll we'll bring you a little bit of extra. Obviously, we need to start ramping up. We're, we're pushing over halfway in the season now, uh, which is always a sad thing to say because it's always nice when it's it's still relatively light outside. It's September. The NFL is kicking off. You got the London games, but then the gate, the seasons just fly by. Um, obviously, yeah, we've still got over till after Christmas before we hit the playoffs, which is normally towards yeah. towards mid January. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll start bringing up some some playoff some playoff coverage for you guys. Um, but before we go, brothers, anything you want to say before we uh, before we sign off? Let's go Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Class, I love it. Let's go Green Bay. Come on, let's let's finally get a win. Hopefully at the hands of the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, once again, from myself and Brad, thank you very, very, very much to everyone who's listening. Um, numbers are starting to slowly creep back up, obviously, to anyone who, who's dropped. Uh, we've had a couple more reviews and everything. Please keep the reviews coming so we know what we're doing well uh, or, or what we're doing wrong. Uh, please drop us suggestions as well. Um, obviously, go follow Thursday Night Football. Facebook and Twitter. Um, that's where we'll get most of the uploads coming up. Um, uh, and yeah, um, yeah. Just thank you very much for listening. Uh, please, please share it to any friends you've got who like NFL. Please try and drop it where you can in the relative channels and see what we can pick up. Um, obviously, the more we get, the brighter, broader it is, and maybe maybe even some longer episodes towards the end of the season. We may go for a couple of two-hour episodes, maybe if uh, if people want it. Uh, but yeah once again thank you very 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 much to everyone who's listened and uh, thank you very much to everyone who's listening tonight uh, thank you very much Um, we'll see you all next week take care everyone good night and god bless